It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Good morning. Welcome to our second live experience of 2023 and the first for the people recently returned from their honeymoon, Mr. and Mrs. Matthew and Tara Coombs. Hey! The first Elevate wedding of 2023, though not the last, because in March, hard act to follow, it was a great day. I know you guys already know that. Uh, uh, we have another one. Uh, that's um, Jordan May and Molly O'Dwyer, or the couple that I like to call J-Mod. Uh, wow. Well, okay. Well, we we'll, we'll, might need to workshop that one a little bit. So it's a brand new year, brand new opportunities. And we launched very specifically last week, a series called A New You. And really building on this idea that everything new that we want in life is really birthed or ushered in because of a new us. And so last week I talked about optics. This idea that how we see the world has a significant impact on how we experience the world. And so therefore, if we can see the world better, brighter, more clearly, more how God sees the world, then ultimately that's going to translate into us having and having our lives aligned with that sort of experience. So as Louis mentioned, if you missed that this week, Catch up on our podcast, go to your favourite podcast app, type in Elevate Church Perth and we'll be there. You can subscribe, all that sort of good stuff. Today I want to talk about a new standard. So as we enter into a new year, what it might look like to have a new standard. So if you've got your Bible or you've got your smartphone, get your smartphone, you can scan this flow code. If you've got your Bible or your Bible app, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to jump into and take us into Luke chapter 19 from the New Living Translation. Now, Luke was one of the four biographers, or at least one that, that we have access to today, of Jesus' public life while He was on this earth. And Luke took a very unique approach. He wasn't one of Jesus' close followers at the time. He was a medical doctor and he went back and interviewed eyewitnesses. It was like all these sort of stories he's hearing. He's like, someone needs to capture this. This is incredible. And so today I want to actually drop us into one of the eyewitness accounts of uh, something that Jesus did. And what I want to make sure we're on the lookout for is see, when people say, I've never seen God, or I don't know what God's like, it's just rubbish because Jesus is God and how Jesus functioned and how it's documented He functioned, that's actually how God works. And so we're gonna actually learn something of what matters to Jesus, how Jesus operates by looking at one of the many interactions that He had while He was on this earth. So here we go. Jesus entered Jericho, and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. Now he was the chief tax collector in the region and had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Now when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, Jesus said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your home today. 
Well, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Now, this interaction probably took place over the course of sort of an afternoon and evening kind of deal. We don't know exactly, but it seemed to have happened within the context of uh, uh, one interaction with Jesus. Now, Luke doesn't tell us a lot about Zacchaeus, but he does include a few poignant facts, some maybe more important than others. The first one is Luke found the, the need to tell us that Zacchaeus was short. Now, last week, I was talking about short people with our team in our 9.30 locker room. And one of our team said, no, they're not called short people. They're called fun size people. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm married to someone that fits that category. And I'm not sure they are going to think that's such a great compliment being called fun size. So we're going to like bring all the five foot one and below people together at 11 uh, in the corner here where there's no tall objects. And we're going to workshop like a focus group. And then we'll let that irreverent team member know if, J-Mac, uh, we're going to go with fun size or not. It just sounds wrong to me. Anyway, mention that Zacchaeus was short, but I think one of the reasons that Luke includes that fact is about Zacchaeus is it actually led us to understand that Zacchaeus was also very determined and resourceful. See, he was short and so he couldn't see past the crowd that had gathered along the roadside. And they would have hated him. And I'll come back to that in a moment. So no one was sort of like parting the Red Sea to let little midget fun-sized Zacchaeus through. No, they would have been more likely linking arms to ensure Zacchaeus didn't get through. And Zacchaeus did a very important thing. Well, in fact, let me tell you what he didn't do. He didn't stand back behind the the crowd, the taller people, and, and feel sorry for himself. He didn't stand back behind the taller people and, and curse his parents. Stupid short parents. Why couldn't, why couldn't Shaquille O'Neal have been my father? Things would be different for me. Didn't shake his fist at God. He, he found a way. And this is the key going into 2023. You are never going to have everything perfect. All of the circumstances, all of the resources, all of the things lined up before you take the step. But resourceful people don't look at what they don't have and and look at that as a reason to not take a next step. They look simply at at first at what they do have and say, well, I'm just going to give that a go and see why that opens up for me. Wondering if Zacchaeus was standing there thinking back to his childhood and thinking back, he sees a tree a little bit down the road and thinks about himself, you know, when I was a kid, I was pretty good at climbing trees. Maybe I've still got it. Well, let's give that a shot, shall we? So he scampers down the road, climbs a tree. He's up the trees like, yeah, (laughs) I still got it. 
That's all he had to, to, to work with and he put that to work. That's not what I want to focus on today. But it matters. Luke describes the fact that Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector in the region. This is a big, big deal. See, the region would have been under Roman occupancy, okay? And uh, the Romans expected the people that they'd occupy to send back a tax back to Rome. That's how they funded the continued expansion of the Roman Empire. Well, first of all, the people would have resented that. These are Jewish people. Why in the world are we having to send a portion of our hard-earned money back to Rome? We're not Roman. We didn't vote them in. We don't want them here. We're praying to God for a Saviour to bring a, a new kingdom to get rid of them. And, and we're having to send that. So, so that's a problem. And the system was that Rome would, would actually appoint a local, an Indigenous individual in every community to be the tax collector on behalf of Rome. So Zacchaeus was like a go-between. So then Zacchaeus is, becomes the target of people's disdain because he's now working for the enemy. Right, but, but then it gets worse because these tax collectors, they were actually chosen because they, they were known already to know how to bend the rules. So Rome chose them. They'll get the job done. No one wants to do it. We'll get, we'll get, nobody, nobody likes you. I got a job. And, and, and the tax collectors, they would actually add their own little cushion to the amount that they were collecting for Rome and they would keep that for themselves. And Rome didn't care. As long as Rome got their percentage, they didn't care what the tax collector took in addition to that. So Zacchaeus would have literally been robbing his own people in the town that he and his generations before him would have been raised in. So can you imagine the level of disdain for Zacchaeus? This is the character that Jesus focused on. I'll come back to that. But basically he was oppressing people who had less. And then Luke says he's, he was very rich. In other words, he was obviously very good at this and he likely had been doing it for some time because he'd gotten very rich, not overnight, but over this career to date. Now, this also isn't what I want to focus on today, but I don't want you to miss this. This is something that points to who Jesus is and how He operates. Jesus looked up to somebody that everyone else looked down on. When we launched or relaunched as Elevate Church, this was one of the slices of history that informed our name. That God's in the elevating business not the keeping down business, not the piling on business, not the cancelling business. Jesus looked up to somebody that everyone else looked down on. And in fact, He didn't just look up to Him, He acknowledged Him. It's the only person that Jesus acknowledged on this little journey. So that's remarkable. The people were confused by that because Jesus isn't meant to, acknowledge the tax collector, he's meant to point to him, tell him he's a sinner and then get all the perfect people together and have lunch. <laughs> and then Jesus took it a step further. He invited himself to Zacchaeus's house for a meal. 
two things about this that strike me. Number one, Jesus is in the habit of inviting himself. <laughs> you didn't get to invite him, he invited himself. How rude. But here's the second thing. Zacchaeus could have said no. Could have politely declined the invitation. And so can you. And so can I. Jesus doesn't force himself in. It's, not, it's an invitation, not an invasion of your house, your life. And we can say no to that. Or, 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 but we don't say no, because that just doesn't, that's just like, your mother raised you better than that. So you don't, you don't say no. But, but what we do is we say, well, Jesus, I, well, we don't even say this. We just kind of do it. Well, I'm happy to meet you in the temple, but ain't no way you're coming home with me because I got some stuff at home I don't want you to mess with. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to meet you in the street. We'll have a little chat, get to know each other a little better. But again, don't follow me home. Like that's not, no, sorry. A little too intimate for my liking. But the only reason that, that Zacchaeus would have said no, which he didn't, and the only reason any one of us would say no is because we, if we were to say no, it, it has to be because we have a buckled understanding of Jesus' agenda, right? I mean, He's gonna come into your life and mess with stuff. Just, okay, get that? It's gonna happen if you let Him in. He's gonna start poking around and playing with stuff and asking you, what's this? You're like, uh, <laughs> oh boy, I forgot to put that in the closet before you came in. Uh, he's gonna start messing with stuff. But here's the thing. He wants to address the mess because he wants to make it better. He's not in the destruction business. He's in the improvement business. He's not in the pulling you down business. He's in the restoration business. So anything that he finds that's below his standard, he wants to actually elevate to a new standard. And for any one of us to not give him an access all areas pass is ultimately to shoot ourselves in the foot. Missed opportunity. Thankfully, Zacchaeus said, yes, sure. I'm the most despised person in town. Come over to my house. Let me, let me give you a little look behind the curtain uh, of uh, an occasional piece of my life as a church leader. <clears throat> occasionally and very occasionally, somebody will approach me face-to-face, -face, email, text, phone call, whatever, asking if I could tell this other person in their sphere to stop doing what person A thinks is wrong. I've told them, they didn't listen, so can you tell them? Get them, sick them. Use your magic superpowers. <laughs> And it's, it, it's happened enough, it doesn't happen very often, but it's happened enough that I give the, I just copy and paste my response. And I say to them two things. Number one, I am not the morality police. <laughs> you will not find that on my job description. 
I might call it, you I'm not the morality police. I'm not walking around, sneaking under people's cracks in their bedroom doors, looking with my little CIA probe. I, so I'm not the morality police. And I say, secondly, it's not my job to change people. It's my job to lead people to Jesus. And he's the one that does the changing. He, he, now, I, I'm gonna lead people to him, but I'm not the one doing the transforming. He's the one doing the transforming. And I have the confidence that the same person that invited himself into Zacchaeus' house and that Zacchaeus was smart enough to let him into his house will do the exact same transforming using the exact same powers that he had 2,000 years ago and do them today. Now, by the way, if you, if, if you don't buy into all of this and you think you are the morality, morality police, guess what? The reason, another reason, and this isn't on my list, but another reason is, you know what? You told him to stop and it didn't work. What makes you think me telling them to stop is going to have any difference? In fact, you're closer to them than I am. And even if they stopped for a short while, if there's not an intrinsic motivation, you can't stamp transformation on people. You can't impose transformation on people. Transformation takes place from the inside out and only Jesus can get to people's hearts to transform them. Now, if they then, if that person who's a part of the Elevate ecosystem comes to me or one of our team leaders and says, I really wanna get this area of my life and Jesus is really kind of pushing my buttons on this, uh, can you give me some input or some perspective or some wisdom? Like help me, like, cause I want, I'll be, yeah. But, but, but you've made the decision motivated by Jesus initiating the process in your heart and life, not me pulling up on my Vespa making fake, fake police sound signs. So that's the short answer that I give people who want me to tell someone else to stop doing something naughty. And if you don't believe this is how Jesus worked, Zacchaeus made sweeping decisions within the same afternoon period of getting and remaining in the presence of Jesus. He committed to giving half of his income to the poor, which would have been ill-gotten, and repaying, not just a straight refund like Bunnings, four times the amount. In fact, Luke records, if I've ripped anybody off, but really it should translate, since I've ripped everybody off. I'll pay them back four times. But don't miss this. Jesus didn't ask him to do that. Jesus didn't command him to do that. Get him, Jesus, get him. He's In fact, it wasn't even Jesus' idea. Jesus is just standing back going, all right, something that's in me, God's Holy Spirit, now seems to have translated into Zacchaeus and from the inside out, Zacchaeus is making big decisions as a result of spending time in Jesus' presence. Now, by the way, about the morality police thing, many of you, particularly if you're church veterans, would have heard the word sin, not very PC, but look, it, it's, it's a word, uh, and probably heard it 
framed around right versus wrong. And I've talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating. Just talk about right versus wrong. Which my perspective is that's a little overly simplistic. It's like, it's like a one-dimensional perspective. And secondly, I'm not sure it's the most helpful perspective. And so instead of saying, don't sin, it's wrong. Because you know, when you tell people in your sphere, how is that working for you? Seen much transformation lately? No, I've probably you've seen a lot of separation lately, right? Because you're the person in the crowd that couldn't understand why Jesus was going down the road to the sinner's house. And they were like, hey, aren't, aren't we the perfect people? Anyway. So we instead say that sin is something less than God's best. And we're not saying that to make it more politically correct. We're saying that because that's literally the perspective. That it's not that, that God's way is right and sin is wrong. It's that God's way is higher and better. God lives to a different standard, a better standard. And, and He ultimately wants to call us up to and, and enjoy and live and experience what it, what it feels like to live at the new, higher, better standard. And in fact, when we get a little sniff of that, we, we hopefully ask ourselves the question, why in the world would I want to remain at this low altitude of living? when God's calling me up to and empowering me to live at this new, higher, better standard. Not ever sin free, come on. But I'm just saying there's some stuff that we can shift up to a new altitude, a new standard, a better standard that's no longer less than God's best. And this was Zacchaeus. He'd been living selfishly, seemingly for a long time. When you accumulate wealth and the only person you have in mind as the beneficiary is yourself, it's called selfishness. <laughs> and Zacchaeus, he seemed to recognise whilst being in the presence of Jesus that there was a better standard available to him so he had the idea, well, I'm going to give half of seemingly my considerable wealth to the poor. And before you freak out and start hiding your visa card, this was Zacchaeus, not you. It's not like you don't buy, your, you don't swipe your way into salvation. But this was the thing for Zacchaeus that was predominantly causing him to live at a low standard, selfishness and greed. Because by the way, it's okay if he would have said, I'm going to repay everyone I ripped off what I ripped them off. And yet he went, you know what? That does seem like a good idea. But I wonder what things are going to be unlocked in my life if I take this up to 4X. Imagine the look on their faces when I roll up to their door and hand them over 4X what I'd ripped them off. And they didn't even have to prove that I'd done it. No questions asked. Here you go. Buy yourself something nice. Zacchaeus, he, he, this was his own idea and he did it. It wasn't just an idea. He took the steps. It's important to understand. Okay, hold on to your toupees, people. It's important to understand there are some things that you cannot pray into existence. Comma. 
Because put a full stop there and, you know, that's enough to get fired or burned at a stake. There are some things you cannot pray into existence, comma, you have to act into existence. You want to improve your health? You can't pray that into existence. Jesus, please be my Uber driver and pick me up at 5.30 tomorrow morning and take me to the gym against my will. Make me go there, whatever it takes. And then when you get there, can you put on your gym attire and become my personal trainer and put me through the paces with a gun loaded and ready to fire if I don't do the 10 sit-ups when you say 10? Because Jesus is not gonna be your Uber driver or your personal trainer. There's some things you can't, pray into existence, you have to act into existence. More treadmills and less bread rolls, okay? That's simply what that's going to look like. You wanna get out of debt? Jesus is not gonna take over as the chief signatory of your bank accounts and you have to go and plead and beg with Him, could I have $10 please, sir? Because If you want to become more generous, He's not going to be the one that gets into your internet banking password and sets up the direct debit for you. That's us. If you want to improve your marriage, Jesus is not going to set up in your living room barking out instructions like a basketball coach on the side of the court. Don't say that. Say that. Don't say that. Say that. No. Now, it's important to pray when you're reaching up to a new standard. Pray for strength. Pray for courage. Pray for continued clarity and direction that what you're doing is ultimately the wise things to do. But we can't pray for God to make us do it. And we can't pray for God to do it for us. Zacchaeus had to delve into his stash and issue the refunds, and as I said, more than what was expected. Now, here's something that's going to prevent anybody from living at a new standard. It's asking the question or living with this as a leading question in your life, what's the least I can get away with? That will keep you at a low altitude. And, altitude, and this is what it looks like. What's the least I can get away with in my fill in the blank to avoid fill in the blank? Let me play this out for you in a few pretty much everyday scenarios. What's the least I can get away with in my job to avoid getting fired? Because you don't get fired, but you know, I don't want to like, do more than what's expected. What's the least I can get away with in my marriage to avoid getting divorced? What's the least I can get away with in my health to avoid getting sick? What's the least I can get away with in my finances to avoid getting evicted? What's the least I can get away with in my church to avoid God getting upset? And what this is, it's a low altitude question. It actually lives at the lowest standard. And yet 
it will be the very thing that prevents you reaching up to and living at a new, higher, better standard, which asks the question and Zacchaeus modeled, what can I do in this arena to exceed expectations? Now, I started with job. It doesn't mean you have to suddenly go from working your 40 hours a week to 60 hours a week, impressing your boss, but coming home to your spouse who hates you because you've now married your job, it would seem, and you've divorced your family. It's not that, it, it could simply look like keep going with your 40 hours, but throughout every single day, how can I add value in this task? Go to your boss. How can I not work any harder or more, maybe harder, but any more, but, but add more value to this department, to this team, to this company, to this organization? I guarantee you, unless your boss is an absolute nufty, they will have at least one thing that they will answer you. You know what? Actually, this, just, just this. And you go, oh, I think I could do that. Yeah, probably you can. <clears throat> so Zacchaeus did more than what's expected. And by the way, I don't think we'd be reading about him if he didn't. <clears throat> Final thought. Occasionally, progress is monumental. Like you just like had this season, this, this very, you know, this window in your life where you look back and you think, holy smokes, like you got catapulted to a new standard and you were like, oh, I mean, we love that. I mean, love it, but it's like, okay, great. In my experience, that's the exception, not the norm. That instead of most progress being monumental, most progress is incremental. The key is to dream big dreams and then break those big dreams down into incremental steps. I remember when I set about writing my first book. Write a book, back at the time, the gold standard was 30,000 words. And I'm thinking to myself, that sounds like a lot of words. I didn't even have one <laughs> yet. So I didn't go on an all-night bender and bang out 30,000 words. All I did, literally, was I turned up to my office 30 minutes earlier than normal. I used to be 7.30, now it's 7. Closed my door so no one, was there, no one knew I was there. And I wrote my little laptop for 30 minutes. And then I shut that down and I opened the door and people said, oh, I didn't know you were here. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, and I did that. 30 minutes before I started my paid job. And I just did that until, guess what? Until I'd finished 30,000 words. And then when I finished 30,000 words, I thought to myself, that wasn't that difficult. But the reason it wasn't that difficult is because I'd taken a big goal and just broken it down. I, can I sit and type for 30 minutes? Can I get to work 30 minutes and type? Yeah, I could do that. And then that's what I did. Um... If you want to improve your health this year, can I suggest? I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but probably don't, don't set qualifying for the Paris 2024 Olympics as your goal. 
So, so I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to crush your dreams here, people. But, but maybe, okay, this year I improved my health and you maybe have some sort of definitions of what that might look like. But the important thing is to then break it down and say, just like, I'm gonna do uh, three activities a week. Can I do three activities a week? Yeah, I can do that. And, and people ask me, well, what's the best activity to do for your health? The one you're going to do consistently. That's the best one. I hate going to the gym. Sure, then don't go to the gym. I really like walking around the river. Walk around the river. Well, this classic one, maybe decide in the new year you wanna lose weight. Again, I don't wanna tell you how to live your life, but can I suggest if that's a goal on your radar that you don't take the nuclear option and eliminate all suboptimal foods in January? Because in my experience, the only thing you're gonna lose is your joy. And your chances of sustaining that through January, February, March, April actually have an inverse correlation to your, I don't think this is actually worth it. So just pick one thing. Soft drinks, fruit juice, added sugar, processed carbs. Not all of them. I'm gonna get to them. Like a quarter at a time, I'm gonna add something to the I don't enjoy life list. But it's a, just break it down two steps and just take the first step that you know. It might still feel like a stretch step, but like you go, ah, okay, I'm, in, I'm there. So here's the homework as we finish today and land this probably close to 11. Here's the homework. This is the, this is the next step. And, and it's, it's a, it's a two-part next step. It's not one, then two. It's, it's, sorry, one or two. It's one, then two. And no one can answer, when, well, I tell you what, I say no one can answer the first one for you. Somebody that knows you well can, but they can't make you. So you can ask them, what's something you think? And they'll be like, well, do you really want me to answer that? And you're like, ah, yep, rip the band date off, let me know. Um, but when you've zoomed in on that, then, then what's the first thing to do? to elevate your altitude. What's the first thing? And then start with that. And here's what happens. The confidence, so it's not just a logistics exercise. It, there's an emotional piece to this that, that, that confidence starts to grow. Not just satisfaction, but, but also confidence. Well, actually, you know what? It's a, I'm a month in and, and I did that and I've stuck with it. I mean, I, 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 I fell off the rails twice, but I got back on. So, Hey, maybe, and you start thinking different about your own ability to take the very next step based on how you've gone taking the first step. We really hope you've got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.